0: Hello everyone and thank you for visiting my podcast. Before I start this episode I need to inform you that this episode contains speech about domestic abuse and revenge porn therefore I would not recommend this podcast to anyone under the age of 16. If you are under 16 and listening please seek permission from a parent or guardian before continuing. Equally if you find these subjects triggering or distressing, then I would advise that you'd skip this episode and come back for the next one. Thank you. Hello and welcome to this, the first podcast in the Love and Law podcast with me, Hannah. I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while now and on Monday, which was International Women's Day, I decided to just take the plunge and get the ball rolling with it. I am a second year LLB student and I wanted to do this podcast to discuss some of the issues in our society, particularly around the law and highlight some of the positive events in this society too and just try to empower people. The podcast will have guests on most weeks, but I also want to hear from our listeners. I think it's important when you're talking about quite a topical subject that more than one perspective is given. So each week I will post the next week's podcast subject on my Instagram story with a statement or a question and listeners can then give their input. They can choose to be anonymous or include their Instagram handle and you can also send voice notes and I'll try and get them into the podcast if I have time. The handle for that is at Law with Hannah M E. So I feel as a society we're really divided at the moment, and we have been for quite a while, haven't we? We had Brexit, then we had the general election, and now we have the pandemic. The country seems almost split down the middle, with people having opposing views, and people quite ha- have quite strong views on these subjects, don't they? So in this podcast, I'm going to try and remain as open-minded as I can, and keep it as light-hearted as possible. The topic areas that we'll be covering will range from employment law, business law, discrimination in the workplace, child protection, you know, gender issues, really impacting areas. So this week's been quite an eventful one, hasn't it? Children across the country went back to school, which I'm sure some of my fellow parents can agree is a relief after so many weeks of homeschooling. Not only because we're having to try and relive lessons that we haven't done for many years and relay them back to tiny humans, but for the children themselves, and I know everyone is in a different boat at the minute, some parents were quite anxious or reluctant to send their children back, and that's okay, and some of us couldn't wait. But there's no question really on the impact that lockdown has had on children and what an incredible job teachers do. I I personally didn't give enough credit to teachers pre lockdowns, um, how they managed to just break things down for children and get it to sink in. It's just it's a really good job. And for those parents out there who do choose to homeschool and that is something you've done from the beginning, props to you too, because it is a really amazing thing. Also this week, Harry and Meghan did an interview with Oprah. That's been a huge talking point. And people, once again, are quite divided in the country over it. People are either team Harry and Meghan or they're team royal family. Um, and of course, on the back of that, we had Piers Morgan walk out on Good Morning Britain. I feel like Piers Morgan is quite like Marmite, really. People either love him or they hate him. But he, again, has been a huge topic of conversation for people this week. We started this week with International Women's Day and that is something I do want to talk quite a bit about. One quote that resonated with me this year is the one by Malala Yousafzai, which is, she wants every girl to know that her voice can change the world. And that's what really confirmed to me that I wanted to start a podcast and touch on some important issues. I will be doing more female empowerment episodes as the weeks go on. But I just wanted to have a quick chat about how women don't really feel safe in our society at the moment. A big one in the news this week is Sarah Everard, who is a 33-year-old woman from London who went missing on the 3rd of March. According to the news reports, police officer is being questioned over the disappearance. But it's it's sparked quite a lot of outrage and it's been a chance for women to share their feelings on their safety I know for one, I don't feel safe walking alone most of the time, especially when it's dark. I've definitely had times when I've been walking alone and if I've heard footsteps close behind me, I've had my keys in my hand. And I've had that almost flight or fight response going, not knowing what to expect. And another thing women tend to do is on nights out, even though they feel like a long time ago now, is That whoever has dropped off in the taxi first will turn to the remaining passenger and say let me know when you're home safe and we don't really give it much thought we just say it but it's almost like we're subconsciously telling the driver I will notice if she goes missing I will know within the next 20 minutes if she's home I know you were the last person to be with her. And some women I know take a screenshot of their Uber driver's name and their photo and they'll send it to their dad or their partner or whoever just for that safety net. And it's not that we think that all taxi drivers are terrible people. I've met some lovely, friendly taxi drivers. They provide a vital service in our society and 99% of them are good people. But we as women feel like we can't be too careful because of that 1%. And I've never known any of my male friends or male loved ones to take those precautions to say to their male friend let me know when you get home safe. I mean maybe they do guys if you're listening and this is something you do please let me know. Women are often advised to stay safe, don't travel alone, don't wear headphones when you're walking so you can hear people approaching and these things are never or. certainly rarely said to or aimed at men when as a society are we going to get to the point where instead of making women alter their lives to save stay safe we teach men don't attack women i've seen a lot of comments on um posts of women being attacked at night, and people say well why was she walking alone why was she out at that time of night and that's almost victim blaming women should be able to walk wherever they want at whatever time of day or night they should be able to wear headphones and listen to a podcast or listen to music if they want to without the fear of being attacked that it should just be a given really i do also want to touch briefly on attacks against women in their own home statistically most attacks on women are carried out by people they know and I'm going to talk more about domestic abuse in another episode, or my more likely a few episodes. Um, I am an Ask Me Ambassador, so I've done training to raise awareness on domestic abuse. That was It's part of the Change That Lasts um, initiative by Women's Aid, but I'm just going to have a little talk about that now. Um, during lockdown, domestic abuse figures rose by 150%. And if there is anyone listening that does need help, then the National Domestic Abuse Headline is available 24 hours a day. It is a free phone number, which is 0808 20247 7. And you can also chat to them online. And that's not just for women. Um, men can access that service too. So if there are any men that are experiencing problems at home and problems in the relationship, it's for men and women. It's a national he- helpline. So, please do make use of that if you feel like you need to. Um, like I said, I will go through domestic abuse in a little more detail at a later date and speak about services that are particularly available in the Northeast. <laughs> So getting to the legal segment of our podcast this week I thought I would highlight some recent changes to the law um, tying in with International Women's Day I feel like these are quite positive changes within the law especially for women. There is now a new offence that will be introduced for non-fatal strangulation. I wrote to my local MP last year asking her to support this cause which she did strangulation is obviously a huge red flag in domestic abuse cases it's often used as a tool of power and control and the risk of death is eight times higher for women who experience it it can also cause long-lasting physical and psychological effects especially if the women are rendered unconscious through it it can cause mild brain damage it can cause neurological issues And at the moment, the offence of strangulation under section 21 of the offences against the person Act 1861 only applies if the strangulation is done with the intent of committing a separate serious offence. So this hardly ever applies, you know, when a perpetrator strangles a woman in a domestic abuse argument, it's not always the case that he's going to have the intent to kill her, he's just done it. So that rarely applied in those cases. So most pro- perpetrators are often charged with common assault, which is the equivalent of, say, giving someone off a slap, which doesn't really reflect the seriousness of the offence of, of non fail strangulation. So to have this new offence coming in, it's a really positive move forward in bringing justice for the survivors and hopefully to act as a deterrent to those perpetrators. So as well as that, the controlling or coercive behaviour offence under section 76 of the Serious Crime Act 2015 has been extended to include abuse where perpetrators and victims no longer live together. This is great because we know that when a survivor moves out from living with their partner, that doesn't mean that the abuse always stops Controlling coercive behaviour can be anything like controlling who they speak to, controlling who their friends are, controlling what they wear and that doesn't stop just because they don't live together so it's a really positive thing that it's going to extend to include that because we need to make sure that this sort of behaviour stops, just full stops and finally the revenge porn offence has been widened to include threats to share intimate images which is another positive change um if somebody knows that simply threatening to share someone's intimate images in with the intent of revenge then it should hopefully deter people from doing that it's more of a deterrent than a punishment isn't it because if you're only punishing people that have already committed the offense that doesn't uh, it does help but it's sort of too little too late in a way um if those images are already out there so if a perpetrator knows that they're going to receive consequences for even threatening to share those images that's a great change um because even threats for that must be really stressful for the other party um it must be quite daunting it must you know it would keep you up at night if you thought all these intimate images that I've shared with say an ex-partner or your current partner are going to be shared with the internet you, you didn't take those pictures for for those intentions you took those pictures with the premise that they were going to be for that loved one and you've taken them in sort of confidence and The confidence that they would keep that and keep it to themselves so if somebody threatened to share those images it would be really devastating um I know at the minute there's a documentary I think it's on BBC News don't quote me on that one um but I watched that quite recently and it spoke about there was a website not long ago where people would upload photos of women and I think a lot of them were hacked. It wasn't even that they'd sent the photos to other people. they were, Their phones were hacked or their computers were hacked and the photos taken from them and they were put on this website and men would ask, have you got a photo of such and such from such and such? And women would receive random messages saying, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but your photos are on this disgusting website so that really does need to be nipped in the bud I do believe that website was taken down um, and that police have been trying to be let on the ball with these sort of things and make sure they don't happen but to have the offence include just threats it should hopefully act as more of a deterrent for these kind of (laughs) offences And that brings me to the final segment for this week, my shout out of the week. Each week, I am going to give a little praise to an inspirational person, whether it be someone in the media, a celebrity, or someone just in the community that I feel has done good things and deserves a mention. So, in the spirit of International Women's Day, which was on Monday, I believe I mentioned her at the start of the podcast. My shout-out of the week is for Malala Yousafzai. Um, If you don't know who Malala is, she is an education activist. She was born in Pakistan and her father wanted her to have all the chances that a boy would have. He started a school for girls and following this, Malala became an education activist in Pakistan. She would speak out in the public on why it's important for girls to have an education And really shockingly and sadly, in 2012, she was shot on her school bus by a masked gunman. He just entered the bus. He said, who's Malala? And he shot her in the left side of her face. She woke up weeks later in a hospital in Birmingham. And now she's living in England and she has established a fund dedicated to giving every girl an opportunity to achieve the future that she chooses and in 2014 she won the Nobel Peace Prize she became the youngest person to win that um so she's just she does really amazing work and I just you have to admire that bravery you know to to come back from something like that to for somebody to want to silence you so much for your beliefs that they're willing to try to kill you basically and to just get up and say no I'm not gonna lay down I'm gonna fight for all the girls out there I'm gonna fight so that all women and girls are given the same opportunity as men I think it's just really admirable you can read more about Malala and the work she does at malala.org it's really worth a look and that wraps up our first podcast episode thank you so much for listening um this has been a short one this week I just wanted this to be a little you know a toe in the water a little introduction to what's going to be happening over the next few weeks um next week's episode will be on the protection of children online and this is a really important subject especially with lockdown children have been using you know online platforms a lot whether it be social media whether it be online gaming and we will have a guest speaker on we will have Adele who is a child exploitation practitioner and she will be discussing the signs to look out for in children and tips for keeping our children safe online um You don't even have to be a parent to listen to this. You know, if you're a teacher, if you're an auntie, an uncle, a guardian, anyone that feels like they might benefit from this, it's really important that um, you listen and come along. And our question for next week is, should social media age restrictions be raised to 18 or should social media have no age restrictions at all? Have a think, have a think look your thoughts are on this and let us know the poll will be up on instagram at law with hannah me and it will also be on the love and law podcast facebook page and you can message me if you want to send a voice memo with your thoughts and um, opinions on this you can do you just message me on instagram or facebook and i will send you the link to send me that voice memo And on that note, I hope you all have a great weekend and you'll hear from me again next week.